This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, as the coronavirus pandemic surged, you saw many people leaving big cities to head out to the suburbs. Much of this was driven by either personal safety or lack of available services. So as things have gotten much better around COVID, will people feel comfortable living in big cities again? And what does this all mean for businesses who inhabit big cities? Jesse Hanbury is assistant professor of real estate at the Warren School and was part of a discussion around this topic at an event hosted by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York recently. Jesse, great to have you with us today. Thank you for a few moments. Great to be here. Thank you. And I guess it's it's simple to say that when you're talking about having an event like this hosted by the New York Fed, it tells you how important this is an issue from an economic perspective right now. Indeed, the the spatial sorting of uh, people within cities and uh, between the centres of our cities and the suburbs of our cities um, has uh, um, important macroeconomic implications, um, both for sort of general productivity levels as well as for how those product um, how the returns from uh, um, that output is distributed uh, between uh, people in different socioeconomic classes, for example. How how well have we seen a return to normal in terms of people who lived in big cities moving back in, or you know people going back to work in their office buildings? Where where are we in that process? Do you think? Yeah, it it, it depends what you're talking about in terms of what people are doing in cities. Um, so you could think of there are sort of three different you know there are many activities, but let's. Break, you know, break them down into three different types of activities um, that people conduct you know, in cities. One is that they might live in cities. Right? Um, the other um, is that they might work in cities and you know, live in the suburbs. And the third is uh, that they will consume in cities. So they'll um, visit um, businesses, think bars, restaurants, stores, gyms, etc. And depending on which of these types of activities we're talking about, we've seen a different degree of sort of return of activity. Um, and uh, they're interrelated because what we have seen is we've seen in terms of uh, people moving back into cities, some of the people who were maybe, you know, for the short term were, were off living in other residences or, you know, doubling up with other families sort of who lived in the suburbs, et cetera. For health concerns, they may have returned back in. We've seen a lot of the types of activities that people um, stopped doing due to health concerns come back, right? So we've seen people increase the amount of travel they're doing. They're going back to big sporting um, events um, or they're going out to restaurants again. All of this activity in general is back to 80 or 90% of its pre-pandemic levels. Um, but what we're not seeing is uh, people uh, coming back to downtowns to, to go to work, right? And there seems to be yeah. sort of this persistent remote work trend that is um, uh, really impacting our downtowns. And why does it impact our downtowns? And that's because of this sort of third area of activity that people uh, conduct in cities, which is that you come, you know, downtown to work. And if you're doing that five days a week, you might have a gym membership downtown and you're also going to the gym downtown. 
you come down to work and maybe you go out to dinner with friends after work or have lunch. And sort of all of that activity is uh, severely depressed in cities and seems to be uh, um, affecting businesses severely. And the other side for a lot of the cities is when you have people who are working from home, and I know this is the case in Philadelphia, uh, normally people who work in Philadelphia but live outside the city uh, have to pay wage tax. And in many cases, if you're working from home, you're going to get that wage tax back, and that is all money, revenue, that really supports all of those different services that the people that live in the city rely on. Yeah, the... Um, the increase or the acceleration in uh, re- the amount of remote work happening that happened through COVID, and we really expect to persist to at least some degree post-COVID, is going to have serious um, impacts on uh, um, public finance, the public finances of cities. Joined by Jesse Hanbury, who's assistant professor of real estate at the Warren School. Now, one of the areas that was talked a lot about early on in the pandemic was what businesses were going to be doing with their workspaces. I don't think we fully know yet what's going to play out. Uh, At least right now, it doesn't seem like we have seen a significant uh, retreat from companies pulling their office space, at least right now. No, well, a lot of the leases that firms are occupying space under, they're very long-run leases. So think of these as being, you know, anywhere up to 10 or even longer, you know, 15-year leases in office buildings. And so they, uh, you know, can't get out of these contracts very, very easily or very quickly. So what they're doing is they're continuing to pay rent on the space and perhaps just not arm that not have as many of their workers coming in. As these leases roll over, let's say that 10% of office leases are rolling over each year. So 10% of of firms are going to be deciding each year over the next um, 10 or so years um, what to do in terms of um, where to locate um, their workers and how much space to uh, rent out for those workers. Um, uh, that is when we are going to start seeing bigger shifts in the uh, um, in the revenues of the office landlords in uh, um, in in big cities, and uh, we might actually then start to see um, not only adjustments in prices but adjustments in the amount of space that is actually um, rented out um, by firms, and uh, the potential as well then for certain, uh, you know, office buildings to uh, mm-hmm. perhaps end up um, defaulting on mortgages and uh, the opportunity for them to be, you know, bought up at cheap prices and potentially in the long run converted to alternative uses. So let me ask you about just kind of in general, the city economy. And obviously that's been impacted during the pandemic. There have changes that have had to occur. Do you believe that there are instances, and it may not be, you know, every city, but I'm sure they're they're probably, you know, depending on the level of impact, uh, that some cities in terms of their economy have really changed longer term because of what has occurred over the last couple of years? I, I think it's too early to say, to be honest, because I think some of what I was talking about when we were thinking about the, uh, you know, renewal or... Um, conversion of office space to alternative uses um, that um, 
will require sort of some leadership and coordination, and it's not clear sort of which cities that will be successful in. There have been more local, um, you know, changes to how people live in cities where, um, uh, you know, roads have been closed down for outdoor eating. Um, and I think those changes um, may well persist. Jesse, great to have you with us today. Thanks very much for your time. All the best. Thank you very much. Thank thank you. Jesse Hanbury, Assistant Professor of Real Estate at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.